God bless you, man of God. Well, blessings, greetings, and salutations to each and every one of you. I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I give honor to God, who is still the head of my life. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. I honor our lead pastor, Pastor Stephen Talbert, and also our associate pastors and associate ministers, and to each and every one of you, to those of you that are connecting with us, regardless to where you're from, what house of worship, what geographical location, I honor you and I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is so good to be with you. We are excited about what the Lord is doing. Doesn't he deserve all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise? He deserves it. And my hallelujah belongs to him. Belongs to him and only him. And so we're excited about what God is doing. Listen, God wants us to be encouraged. He wants us to be encouraged, but he also, he also wants us to stay alert and pay attention because God is saying something. I told you before he's making moves. And so you need to get ready. Come on. I'm not going to be before you long. I just want to drop a word of encouragement to you. Will you turn your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter? Jeremiah 1. I'm going to read from the King James Version, starting out just in case you've got a different translation. You know that we're still on the same block. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. And it reads, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set over, set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. Listen, I want to talk to you from this subject. There shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, stirred up, and edified, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Can you say with me as you lift your hands, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now come on and bless the Lord in your house, in your car, wherever you are. Give God some glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so we're going to get into this word. Listen, first of all, you need to remember who Jeremiah was. Jeremiah was a prophet of God. And you know, people throw that, that term and that title around loosely these days and times, prophet and prophetess, 
They use it like it's just another title. But it's really not so much of a title as it is a function. Oh, is anybody hearing me in here? Be careful of what label, what title you put on yourself. Make sure that God has truly indeed called you to be who you say you are. Because without a doubt, you're going to be tested to see if you really are who you say you are. It, 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 it's like it's like the when the, the, the demon jumped on the sons of Sceva and said, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? We don't ever want that to be said of any of us. And so Jeremiah was truly a prophet of God. God called him to be a prophet. And you have to understand that there are different types of prophets and different prophets have been called to different regions and different assignments. Not all of us have the same exact assignment, but all of us must hear God and we must keep our ear to God's mouth and we must speak what God speaks. We cannot make up stuff. We cannot uh, uh, um, speak what folk want to hear just because they want to hear it. It's not about the, the car, the house, and the spouse. It's not about any of that. It's about what thus saith the Lord. What is God saying? What is he saying in this day and time? Oh, I, I, I you know, I wasn't planning on doing a teaching on the prophetic, but I, I need to bring that out because too many people are too casual with this. They use it and don't know what, what they're doing. They really don't understand the consequences of what it is that they're doing. And so you gotta be careful. I see so many people slapping it on their, the, at the beginning of their names. I'm prophet this and I'm prophetess that. But do God know that you are? And, and it needs to be God, the one that called you to be it. Now here's the other side of the coin. If God has called you to be who you say you are, you hold to that. And you function in it and you walk in everything God has called you to, regardless to who understands it, regardless to who believes you, regardless to who disses and dismisses you. If God said it, that's the main thing that matters. And here's the thing. The bottom line is that no matter who we are, no matter what we've been called to do, we all have to obey God in the entirety of the whole thing. We've got to obey him completely. We've got to obey him without reluctance to obey him. We have to obey him. And so Jeremiah was a prophet. Now, here's the thing. The type of prophet that Jeremiah was, folks didn't like him because God used him. Now, you got to understand, Jeremiah ran just like a lot of us. When we realize what it is God has called us to, those of us that truly have been called to do the things that we've been called to do, most of us that have a true call, we ran for a bit. <laughs> oh, is there anybody else besides me that ran? Tried to negotiate with God, tried to get around it, tried to see if there was another way. <laughs> anybody else? Will anybody be honest out there? Well, here's the thing. 
Jeremiah gave excuse after excuse as to why he was not qualified to do what God was calling him to do. But God dealt with that, just like he dealt with a lot of us. But I, I need to move on because it, it, I don't have a whole lot of time to share this with you, what I need to share. And God wants me to get to it. Jeremiah was a prophet of judgment. What do I mean by that? The word that the Lord would often give Jeremiah was one of judgment because the people were so rebellious, so stiff-necked, so stubborn, so hard-headed. They were always doing stuff they had no business doing, incurring the wrath of God. And not only that, but there were consequences to disobeying God, just like there's still consequences to disobeying God. And, and so... As we get on here, you read it when you get a chance. Read it and study it when you get home. As you move on and we get to verse 9 of chapter 1. We get to verse 9 of chapter 1. It says, then the Lord put forth his hand. Now, you got to understand, Jeremiah had already been told, I called you to be a prophet to the nations. I called you. God had already told him that. God, I can't, oh, blah, 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 whatever. I called you. Finally, reluctantly, Jeremiah acquiesced. He, he gave in. And the Lord says, okay, get ready. Because I'm about to launch you. He put his hand and touched Jeremiah's mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. I put my words in your mouth. Now that's important for any prophet or prophetess. God has to put his word in our mouths. He's got to be the one that did it. It can't be. It cannot be what a, a figment of my imagination. I, I, I can't prophesy to those that I love more than the other. I can't prophesy to, to just those that are nice to me. <laughs> Anybody hearing me? Oh, I need to be get real with this. When you are a true prophet or prophetess of God, God will put a word in your mouth for your enemy. For the very one that don't want to see you achieve and enjoy victory. He'll put a word in the mouth of the one who don't want to see you get blessed. He will put a word in your mouth for that one. And, and, and can, I, can I really, really push you? It'll be a good word a lot of times. There are times that God will give me a word and I, they don't want to hear, hear what I got to say. God, God said, don't matter whether they want to hear it or not. I got a word for them and you the one, you the vessel I'm going to use to give it to them. And you have to obey God. So he says to Jeremiah, I put my words. I, I mean, I could really go some places with that. I could keep going, but I got to move. Then he says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. To do what? To root out. To pull down. To destroy. To throw down. To build. And to plant. This is what I've called you to do, Jeremiah. This is your assignment. These are the things that I want you to do. Then verse 11 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, 
what seest thou? What do you see? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, and this is where our subject is based on, this verse right here. Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And so the word performer performance means to begin and carry through to completion, to fulfill an obligation, to accomplish something as promised or expected. The way in which someone or something functions is also a definition of the word performer performance. The word stresses the skill or care involved in carrying something out. Y'all hearing this, by established procedures. So there's some synonyms that you could use that mean the same thing as perform or performance, execute, accomplish, achieve, fulfill. Because the word execute means uh, doing a planned task with efficiency, precision, or finality. And so as we keep in mind the definition of the word perform or performance, Look what the Amplified says. The Amplified version says this in Jeremiah 29 and 11, because how many know God has plans for us? In Jeremiah 29 and 11 in the Amplified, it says, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Y'all know the scripture. Y'all know what it says. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in the final outcome. I'm talking about there shall be a performance. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. And so as we look at this, you will find that the word performance means to accomplish, to, to complete the job or the feat which, which you've been assigned. Um, it's a sense of accomplishment. And so understand that God, God is a God. He is the only true and living God. And he is the one that performs his word. Now you need to understand, remember the backdrop of this passage of scripture that I read to you in Jeremiah, the first chapter. Understand that God was upset with the children of Israel because they were so hard-headed. I mean, those knuckleheads, every time God would give them a mandate, he would tell them, okay, this is, this is how you're supposed to do. Listen, I want relationship with you. Listen, I created you for myself. Listen, I love you. I, I plan on blessing you. But you got to obey me. And they would buck and do something else. And so what God is telling them in Jeremiah, the first chapter, God is saying to them, he's saying, guess what? Even though y'all stubborn, y'all hard-headed, I promised you something. I made a promise and I'm going to fulfill my promise. And so you will find in the book of Exodus, how God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, Exodus 14, go and check it out. And it's an excellent example of one of God's great accomplishments. It's an excellent example of the performance or the fulfillment of God's promise. Verse 31 of the 14th chapter of Exodus says, and Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Understand for those of you that do flow prophetically or that are prophets or prophetesses, understand something. 
Not everyone is going to believe everything you say all the time. But here's the thing. You got to know without a doubt that God called you. And you got to know that you are speaking what God has given you to speak. If you observe me when the Lord is using me prophetically, you hardly ever hear me ask anyone, is the word that I gave you accurate? You hardly ever hear me ask that. You know why? Because here's my thing. If I'm not hearing from God, I need to shut up. But when I know I've heard God, that's when I'm going to open my mouth and speak. So when I speak, you better know I heard him. You better know he told me to speak what I've spoken. And the fact that you may not like it, the fact that you may doubt it because it's me, the fact that you don't want to receive it, that's between you and God. God told me a long time ago, you obey me, daughter. You obey me. You are my mouthpiece. You obey me and leave the results to me. It's none of your business whether they like you, whether they receive you, whether they want to hear you. Your business is to obey me. And everything else is between me and whoever I sent you to, to speak a word, to declare a thing, to decree a thing, <laughs> to prophesy. And so many of us have received words of promise from the Lord. Haven't you received a prophetic word or you've received a promise from the Lord? Somebody has spoken into your life. I know I have. And there are times that uh, there's some things that, I was believing God for, and someone will walk up. And I know, I, I mean, when they say what they say, I didn't tell them. So right away, I'm encouraged because, oh, God, oh, you're speaking directly to me, God. And I'm excited. Anybody ever been there? And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And you get a confirming word. And you wait, still waiting, still waiting. But how many know when God has spoken, it's done. It's done. He didn't say, uh, unless he tells you by this time next Tuesday, unless he speaks that, then you just have to wait until he does it. Understand this. God does not make a promise that he does not keep. He does not speak a word that he cannot fulfill. And you need to know that. And you need to understand that. I know sometimes you keep getting the same word and you still waiting and you're getting frustrated now because you keep getting that same word. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me. Some of them don't even know me. And they say, keep your bags packed. Keep your bags packed. Listen, during the pandemic, I was getting the word, keep your bags packed. And I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. The pandemic going nowhere. <laughs> but I knew what God was saying. I knew what he was saying. Listen, you need to be encouraged. Be encouraged in the Lord. Because oh, you just wait till you hear what the Lord wants you to hear and what I have to say to you that God has instructed me to say. But listen. There shall be a performance. So understand, Jeremiah saw the rod of an almond tree. The rod of the almond tree symbolizes speedy fulfillment. 
the almond tree. In the Hebrew, the word is shakat, S-H-A-Q-A-D. And it means the awakening one. The almond blossoms as early as the end of January or the beginning of February. Do y'all hear this? The almond tree wakes up in the winter. Y'all hearing this? It is the first of the fruit trees to wake up. The Hebrew name of the almond is waker because of the fact that it is the first of the fruit trees to awake in the winter and put forth its blossoms. And so when you think of the almond, think about that. The almond tree, you can see the symbolism, especially in the Jewish religion, where um, their carvings, even on the furniture, the designs are usually um, designed in the form of the almond or the leaves from the almond tree or the blossoms from the almond tree. Um, it's beautiful. And so understand that the Hebrew root word shakat, S-H-A-Q-A-D or S-H-A-Q-E-D means to hasten. It means to move or act swiftly. It means to speed up the process. Anybody getting this? Anybody getting this? It means to expedite. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? And so the word watching is from the same root as the almond. Look at verse 12, what verse 12 of Jeremiah 1 says. Verse 12 talks about the fact, it says, thou hast well seen for I will hasten my word to perform it. And so the word watching is from the same root as the almond. So the almond was chosen to symbolize God's haste in fulfilling his promises. Understand this. No matter how long you've been waiting, you keep trusting him and keep knowing that God has not forgotten you. I, I, I came to, to encourage you. God has not forgotten you. God does not have Alzheimer's. He is not senile. He did not forget what he said. He did not forget what he promised. Just the other week, someone had, God had me tell somebody, oh, by the way, now I didn't know what they were dealing with. All I knew is I heard God. And I said, oh, God told me to tell you. He did not change his mind. He didn't forget what he said. And they just broke. Now, who knows? They might have been wondering when, when God, and God wanted to send them a little bit of encouragement to let them know. I still haven't forgotten. Psalm 121 and 4 says, indeed, he who watches, there's that word again, watches, over Israel never tires and never sleeps. He does not tire. He does not sleep. And so perform, performance to, to, to create, to accomplish, to keep, to fulfill, to happen. There is an ethical sense of obligation from God. This word describes God's creative activity. Understand this, precious people. When our ways please God, when we are obedient to God in all things, he is obligated to go before us and make crooked places straight. He's obligated to allow us to see the fulfillment of his promises. 
in our lifetime, as long as we obey him, as long as we line up with his word, as long as we do the things we should do and live holy for him, he is obligated to be our protector and to keep us from the hands of the enemy. He's obligated to be our refuge and our strength. He's obligated to be our provider. He's obligated to be our shelter. When the storms of life begin to rage, he is obligated. And God is obligated because he is true to his word. Because he promised us that he would never leave us, nor would he forsake us. Psalm 57 and 2 says, I will cry unto God, most high, unto God, that performeth all things for me. Understand this. God will finish and complete what he starts. He's not like us. Some of us start something and we don't follow through. Some of us keep saying we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, but we procrastinate. We make excuses. We get distracted and we allow distractions. There are times that we allow distractions because we don't feel like it or because we're afraid, or because we've never done it before, or because it's uncomfortable to us. Listen, understand this, that God is nothing like us. He said he would do it and he will do it. And what he wants us to do is he wants us to step into the greatness that he has created for us. Because God has called us to greatness. Did you, did you hear that? God has called us to greatness. And so we need to complete what we start. We need to follow through on what we said we were going to do. Keep our promises and stop dropping the ball. We need to be just as diligent as we continue doing what we're doing as we were when we first started, there are times that we have a passion and we're excited about doing something new. Understand, after a while, it gets to be routine. But don't drop the ball just because you got used to it now. Don't drop the ball just because it's gotten to be routine. Keep that same energy level up, that same passion, that same love. Because you're serving, you're doing God's will, you're, you're, you're doing a work for the Lord, you're doing kingdom work. And that's what you've got to understand. Don't forget, it's all about the kingdom. And don't forget, don't forget you're not doing this for just for some man or some woman. You're not just doing it for, for your pastor. You're doing it unto the glory and the honor of God. You're doing it to be a blessing, huh? He blesses us so we can be a blessing. And so remember that God always keeps his word. Being confident, Philip, Philippians 1 and 6, of this very thing that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this shall be a performance. Someone 19 and 89, and I love this. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God said it, and he's doing it. He's doing it. Some things were revealed to us as miracles in the making, but now God wants us to know it's done. 
And understand this, as I get ready to close, God has impressed upon me that I should let you know that he is doing a move. He's doing it on behalf of his, of his people. Hear this. The Lord said that there are things that he's doing. And God says some things will be done suddenly. God said, but there are some things that will not be done suddenly. I hear you, God. God said there are some things God has already spoken to you and prepared you. God says some of you are missing it because of the length of time that it's taken for you to see the manifestation of it. But I hear the Lord saying, hold on and keep trusting him for he spoke it out of his mouth. God said when he speaks a thing, he shall fulfill that thing. And I heard the Lord say this. God said, get ready because there are those things that he's prepared you for. There are those things that he's speaking to you even now to get ready for. And then there are those things that God said it will just come upon you. God said he will breathe and it will move upon you. God said that he will look and turn his head and it will be fulfilled simply because it is the timing of God. I heard the Lord say, get ready to move out of the comfort zone. God said, for there are things that must be accomplished. And yet there are things that he has prepared and planned for you. God said that you shall step into. God said that there will be those things that you will enjoy. You will enjoy the spiritual blessings and the spiritual breakthroughs, saith the Lord. But I also heard the Lord say, get ready for the business ventures. Get ready for the news, saith the Lord. And I heard God say, get ready for the way he shall do it. For there are those things he will not do it the way you think he will do it. God said that there are things he will do his way. And God said it will be a way that will be different than what you're looking for, different than what you expect. But God said you need to know it's still him. God said look for his hand. Look for his hand. And look for the fulfillment of his promises. I hear the Lord even saying this, look for his anointing to be upon it. Look for his peace to be upon it. Look for his blessing to be upon it. For the Lord said that at that very time, when you will wonder, God, is it you? God said he will make it known whether it is him or whether it is not him. God said, follow after those things that he has ordained and not the things that flesh has thrown your way, saith the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. We pray that you have been blessed. We pray that you have received the word of the Lord. Get ready for everything that God has in store for you. I am so excited about what God is doing. Listen. I don't know everything. I only know what God reveals. But guess who does know everything? Guess who knows it all? He sits high and he looks low. And he knows everything. And I am so grateful that I belong to him. I'm so grateful that I've surrendered my life unto him. And so you need to be just as grateful. There shall be a performance. God is going to do those things that he promised he would do. Get ready for it. 
and stop looking for it your way and look for it God's way because that's the way God is going to do it. God has been speaking this to me over and over and over again. There are some of you, I, I mean, there are some of you, it's just, it's amazing what God is doing. And then there are some of you, you're about to miss it because of your impatience. I see you. I see you. Your impatience. You're about to mess it up because of your impatience. It's not that the prophet or the prophetess is a false prophet. It's because you keep messing up stuff. You keep causing a delay in the process. God is doing what he's supposed to do. The man of God, the woman of God spoke what they were supposed to speak. But you keep getting impatient and you keep jumping, jumping, jumping from one thing to another. You keep moving, looking for the, another flashy thing. Whatever is flashing, you're after it. God said, stop it. Stop going after the flashy stuff. It's not in the flash. <laughs> oh, God. Hallelujah. It's not in the flash. It's in what God says. And that's where you're going to find the blessing and the breakthrough. It's amazing. God is about to amaze the onlookers. He's about to amaze the naysayers. He's still raising up the silent voices. He's still raising them up and opening their mouths that they will be no longer silent. They've been silent for a season because God has been preparing them for this very time, but they are coming forth. So get ready for everything that God is doing. Mm, hallelujah. If you're out there and you want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, get ready. Get ready to pray so that you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you're out there and you need a church home, yes, Lord Ministries is a good church. You can be trained, equipped, and get set, get ready. You can fulfill the purpose, the plan, and the destiny that God has for your life. You can be prepared. And you can be taught how to know and how to hear God for yourself. Because God is speaking. He's speaking. And it's not just certain people, but God is speaking. Even to you who may say, not me. Yeah, God is speaking to you. And so if you're out there and you need a church home, connect with Yes Lord Ministries. If you already have a church home, but you need prayer, we're going to pray with you because we want, without a doubt, for you to be blessed in the house that God has planted you in. Let's pray. For those of you that want to receive and accept Jesus Christ, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for another opportunity to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for forgiving me for my sins. I thank you, God, and I repent for everything that I've done that I should not have done. Lord, your word says that if I believe in my heart, if I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins, that you rose again, that I can be saved. So I confess that and I believe that you did die for me and that you rose again. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for accepting me as your own. And so today I know that I am saved. And then for those of you that just need prayer, lift your hands unto the Lord, regardless to where you are. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now. I thank you for your precious people. I thank you for everything that you have for them, oh God. Lord, help us to keep our ears to your mouth. Help us to hear you clearly, God. Help us not to confuse your voice with any other voice. God, sharpen our discernment. Lord, that we will know without a doubt that it is you who have spoken. And we will know when it is not you that have spoken. Help us, oh God, Lord, to bring our flesh under subjection so that we will not get in our own way. We will not sabotage ourselves, oh God, but that we will experience breakthrough, experience deliverance and experience the joys, the victory, the blessings and everything you have for us. We thank you for these things now in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. There shall be a performance. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord and get ready to see what God is doing. God bless you. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards, Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GIVELIFY. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash App. Dollar sign, Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.